2: Good morning. Welcome to Iowa Catholic Readiness, 50 a.m., 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Be not afraid. Happy Easter to everybody. God bless you in this beautiful resurrection of our Lord and tremendous hope for all the entire human being. Good morning, Father P.J. Good morning, Father Fabian. Let us begin in the name of the Father and in the Son and in the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, who have bestowed on us Paschal remedies, and your people with heavenly gifts, so that possessed of perfect freedom, they may rejoice in heaven over what gladness them now on earth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Father, and, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, again, Happy Easter for everybody. And it uh, was very special Easter for, uh, for us as a priest because we miss our congregation, correct, Father?
0: It was extremely difficult. It was very uh, very strange, I think, from everyone's perspective. Um, but, uh, but it still happened. And I think that's what's really important here is that, you know, the, the, the mysteries of the faith transcend our own experience of them. And so the fact that we didn't experience Holy Week as we usually do doesn't mean it's any less holy or any less real.
2: Correct. And at the same time, it's more than symbolic or memory. It's really hope for the world, especially with the symbols of the fire, of the water, and obviously our baptism renovation in spirit. Right. So Father, how was your celebration?
0: It was lovely. It was lovely. You know, we, 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 we managed very fulsome liturgies all three days. Um my deacons were teasing me that I I, I I so went two hours Saturday night and we didn't even have any baptisms. So
2: Oh um, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we chose uh we chose to, to because we didn't have baptisms in that, uh we chose to go ahead and use all the readings. Um and uh really it, when you do that slowly and meditatively, um, you know, reading, pausing the psalm, the prayer, and doing that over and over again, it really places you Right headlong in the midst of the, of the, uh, the pastoral mystery of salvation history. And, and, and the comments that we got online, right, people, people said, wow, we didn't know this was possible. Why don't you do this every year? <laughs> uh,
2: this, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see we if ask, they
0: say that in a year, but that's what they're saying right now.
2: Right. The same for us in our ladies. We, we use the whole readings and uh, it's very enjoyable. And obviously take your time when you yep. make it for us. A little bit, uh, two hours with 10, ten minutes, probably four. So, but what was beautiful celebration. Now, for this curing pandemic around the world, Easter, what is the meaning of Easter for us, for, for the human being, Father?
0: You know, um, I've set up in front of the altar here at Christ the King, uh, the Byzantine icon of the Anastasis, what, what they call the icon of the resurrection. But the image is really of the descent into hell. And the, the wisdom of the tradition there is that the resurrection itself, the moment where Christ rises from the dead, um, is really hidden in the life of God, right? We encounter the risen Lord, but we don't see the moment of his rising. And so I think the the, the value or the, the the meaning of of the resurrection, especially in a time like this, is that the Lord Jesus has, has gone down into the depths of what it means to be a human being. He's experienced the absolute bottom of the human experience, and he's come back from it. And we who, who um, live his life here on earth uh, can um, be sure then of a share in the resurrection, um, not only once we've physically died as he did, but uh, even now.
2: Correct. And also many symbols are part of this Easter that continue to be present in our, in our life during this uh, uh, celebration of Easter, Easter itself. So Father, we can continue blessing holy water and distribute to the people and candles as well?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would, you know, when it comes to holy water, we do have our, our regular kind of five gallon or out. I think it's smarter if people know that they're coming um, to bless to bless the water individually just so that you okay. know the, 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 the water shouldn't probably stay out for more than a day or two just for fear of stagnation, right? Um, and I've been right. salting a lot to try and keep it Uh, to keep it as fresh as, as reasonably possible. But, but, um, I, you know, holy water, especially during this time, uh, where people are, uh, don't have access to the sacraments, um, the essentials become even more important. Correct. And so the use of holy water during this time, I, I think could be very, very valuable, but it's important for people to kind of have control over how they use it. Um, so that we're not, uh, accidentally infecting people.
2: Uh, let, let, let's back a little bit about the uh, gospel of john for the mm-hmm. easter sunday of resurrection mm-hmm. remain uh, movie star people you know the first and mary of magdala mm, mm-hmm. perform an amazing so she are, arrived to the tomb but mm-hmm. only looking outside the the tomb open it correct
0: right probably right. So she doesn't she doesn't wind up physically inside the tomb
2: so probably this is the representation of the whole human being that has been living this pandemic in a certain prevention so, uh, and resistance to accept the necessity of the passion and crucifixion as well, correct?
0: Right, right. No, That's, that's, that's a very fitting connection.
2: So then we have uh, uh, two disciples, one youngest and one older. The mm-hmm. youngest running faster than the older than one. The older. And uh, obviously, the first one arrive mm-hmm. and uh, enter or not to the tomb. So he waits. He waits until Peter arrives, correct? Mm-hmm. So this is a very good analogy to compare how many youngest people in the current <laughs> turmoil scenario said, uh, this virus never contagion myself. So I can manage this thing, the life is too short, let us complicate less and enjoy the life itself. Versus Uh the experience of the older people as well, like uh, represented in Peter. Peter go into the tomb to live in the dead, the crucifixion itself, and then to enjoy the resurrection from our Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Right. So So, 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 So the passage itself is redolent of this kind of symbolism, right? There's Correct. there's cultural stuff going on too, right? Deference to the elder and that kind of thing. Um, but by but by entering into the tomb, Peter goes into the abode of the dead. Right? He now walks where the Lord has 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 gone first, and then the beloved disciple follows in after Peter. So that there's this recognition that those of us who are who are going to follow the risen Lord, we're going to run after him, as it were, have to ourselves go into the into the depths.
2: Correct. So th- also help us to understand that also elders provide experience and wisdom to approach God's presence in self. It's not in a simple emotional circumstances. It's the life that endures forever since then. Right. Remember that we said- are, sorry, Father, remember that nope. we are, are you a Catholic ready? 11.50 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, be not afraid. Easter time.
0: Thank you, Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. And be not afraid. Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction is a licensed, accredited, and experienced farm brokerage and auction company. Learn more at dreamdirt.com, including their online auction house, FarmBid, at bid.dreamdirt.com. DreamDirt farm and equipment auction services, farm auctions done right.
1: Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515- 276-055 one or online at coldwellparish.com. Impoverished children break everyone's heart, but poverty seems like such a big problem. What can one person do to make a difference? For 17 years, Blessman International's passion has been to connect the resources of our donors with sustainable programs that impact the lives of impoverished children in South Africa. Our donors are feeding thousands of hungry children every week, providing basic water and sanitation for impoverished communities, and sharing the love of God in practical ways every day. Go to www.blessmaninternational.org and make your donation today.
2: Welcome back to Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 a.m., 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. So this coming Sunday, after Easter, Sunday Easter of Resurrection, we have the Divine Mercy Solemnity. And we have a beautiful piece of the gospel. So in this case, the gospel of John chapter 20, verses 19 to 31. Christ's resurrection is the most important mystery of our Christian faith. If Christ had not risen, our faith will be in vain and our hope will be false. The Pascal message is perfect news for those of us in the full swing of the for 21st century. By his resurrection, Christ has freed us from our egoism, our complexities, and our sensuality. Still, we must pass through a phase of cleansing and purifying our interior, and this is up to us. What is the meaning of the divine mercy for this world, Father P.J.?
0: You know, so the divine mercy is, uh, is at once something very ancient and something rather new, right? So Correct. the de- the devotion that we understand, uh, is the divine mercy, right. Is really a, a product of the last century and the revelations made to St. Faustina, but there's really nothing new in anything that she said. Um, right. Because what she's pointing us back to is really kind of the first theological principle, which is that it's the, it's the act of the divine mercy that sets creation into being. And everything subsequent to that is ultimately an act of mercy on the part of God. And so, um, you know, as part of the revelations, uh, there was a request that the Sunday after Easter be established as a particular feast. Now, it's funny um, because it, well, while it is, in a certain sense, a particular feast, uh, you and I both know, if you open up the Missal, you're not going to find a feast of the Divine Mercy. Correct, correct. So, so again, in some ways, nothing changed. But the Collect of the Day, the the, the Collect for next week, already begins. God of everlasting mercy <laughs> and the uh, and, and the Gospel of the day right marks um, marks the lord's um breathing on the apostles and giving them the power to forgive sins and so it was already sort of existing as a as a feast of mercy, but I think the best way to read what happened with Saint Paustina is is our Lord trying to call our attention to what's already present deeply in the tradition um and 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 to call us to an awareness of his mercy and then to merciful actions ourselves.
2: And at the same time, Father, it's a little bit uh, unclear. If you can help us to understand more. I mean, it's not new, the divine mercy. It's not new, the mercy of God. What is the meaning of that word of mercy? That many people have been, <laughs> make uh, their own interpretation about mercy. Sometimes elastic, sometimes very constipated. So how sure. we can help the people to understand that, theology and the magnificent meaning of the word mercy.
0: So mercy in English uh, comes from the French miser, which is ultimately coming from Latin misericordia. Um, and uh, to me- misericordia means literally to suffer in the heart. Um, it's, 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 it's also the root of, of our word compassion, right? To suffer with the other. Uh, and, and, and so mercy, while we typically imagine it um, as something akin to forgiveness, is a much broader and much bigger concept than simply, um, you know, absolution from a wrong or something like that, or deferral of punishment. It's not, it's, it's not simply, um, something more than justice. It's something much bigger than justice, right? It's an act of unmerited grace, which is why the first act of mercy is creation because the creature by itself can never merit its own existence. So, so, so God doesn't have to create, God chooses to create. That means every creature that's ever been, from the tiniest amoeba to the most intelligent human, um, has been sort of in hock, in debt to God, infinitely, before they ever do anything. Because they don't, properly speaking, have to be.
2: And at the same time, sometimes people do not uh, understand or probably have a wrong interpretation about the divine mercy. Some people said it's a little bit apocalyptic, message versus. Uh, invitation for conversion, and at the same time, the proclamation of freedom in the God's kingdom, correct?
0: Of course. So, you know, th- there's, there's no getting around the fact that when the church makes, uh, makes a proclamation of the gospel of mercy, that it presumes the concept of justice, which is that there are things that God and other people are due and things that they're not. And if you don't give them what, you're, what they're due, you're doing something wrong. Which means that divine judgment is is an essential component to any orthodox Christian understanding of mercy. but But that's different than uh, than every time we talk about God's mercy, we preach God's judgment in a way that solicits fear and apprehension from people, a kind of apocalypticism, or this is the end of the world. I think um, I, I, even our use of that word, right re- um reveals something important to us. So apocalypsis, right, just means revelation. That's why we don't call it the apocalypse anymore, but the revelation of St. John. What is God revealing to us? So people say, is this, is, is, is this an apocalyptic time? There's one way in which we can say, absolutely. God is clearly trying to tell us something, but what is it that he's trying to tell us? And that might look very different than what, than what the person asking the question is saying, which is, is this the end of the world? Is God going to get back at us for being jerks to each other?
2: The responsorial psalm for this coming Divine Mercy Sunday in the liturgy of the word said, "Give thanks to the Lord for He is good; for His love endures forever." That means a lot because also mercy is the extension of the word love that conquers eternal life. So any kind of misinterpretation related to punishment is not accurate with the the meaning of the eternal life. Correct.
0: Right. So so Psalm 118, which is what's coming out in in, in the liturgy of the word, right, plays an essential role, especially in the great vigil that we celebrated Saturday night. And it's repeated over and over again all week during the octave of Easter, which is that the um, the the resurrection of Jesus heralds God's mercy. It's not ultimately a, a, a sign of, you know, Jesus is coming back, look busy. That's not the idea at all. (laughs) Which is why the refrain, right, is constantly, for his mercy endures forever, for his mercy endures forever, for his mercy endures forever. When we wind up saying it in the office, right, it it, it winds up coming almost like a heartbeat or a mantra, right? For his mercy endures forever, for his mercy endures forever. And that's ultimately what we're supposed to see when we look at the crucified and risen Lord is, is the mercy of God enduring throughout all the ages.
2: Remember that we are in Iowa Catholic Graduate, 50M, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Father Fijay, Father Fabian, be not afraid. Easter time. Talking about the Divine Mercy.
1: What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future.
2: Welcome back to Iowa Catholic Radio. We're talking about the divine mercy. Father, question for you. Why we give thanks to the Lord as that responsorial psalm invites us.
0: So, you know, uh, as I was saying before, you know, the the first act of mercy is creation. Father Michael Himes from Boston College used to put it this way. He'd say say, um, the most fundamental relationship in the whole order of creation is between creator and creature because the creature can't ever merit its own existence. And that means that the most fundamental response of the creature back to the creator is thanksgiving for the unmerited gift, which is why the most fundamental action of the Church is the Eucharist, to give thanks perpetually for the great mercy God has shown in the Lord Jesus.
2: Beautiful, beautiful explanation. So eloquent to continue living and enjoy the Holy Eucharist as a fulfilling God's love present, but at the same time, thanksgiving offered to our Savior and Redeemer. The second reading for the first letter of Peter said that the the beginning of the letter is so beautiful. Let's be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who in his great mercy, give us a new birth to a living hope. Yeah.
0: So so there's a there's a great connection, right, between mercy and faith, hope and love so that the three the three. Uh, theological them. virtues the three most divinely infused virtues right th- those that are that are really necessary and essential for our salvation are all the fruit of god's mercy none of it's merited none of it's earned or owed to us god in his mercy chooses to grace us and god's grace changes us in real life from the inside out
2: father moving to the gospel of john chapter 20 verses 19 to 31 Believing is seeing with our soul. Mm-hmm. What is the real meaning of Thomas' action in this gospel in the interpretation today for us?
0: You know, there, there, there are two or really kind of three separate things happening um, as the gospel rolls itself out. One thing I would point, uh, point out to the people is that um, the Lord's admonition here, his greeting, peace be with you, is both um, that which is said, obviously, at the mass. Um, right before the exchange of peace. We often think the exchange of peace is focused on us. It's really because the Lord has become present on the altar. The priest is only able to say, peace be with you there, because Christ is the one who's there. Um, likewise, it's, it's the greeting of the bishop because it's the bishop, it's the bishop who breathes the Holy Spirit out, who literally enables the, the, the priests who are then able to dispense God's mercy in the sacrament. So, and oh. then, of course, the, you know, the, the, the words of the Lord here, Receive the Holy Spirit, who sends you forgiven them, who sins you retain or retain. Really the origins of the church's ministry of reconciliation. Thomas's doubting um, uh, is, is, of course, a much considered sort of topic. I, 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 think, um, I think what's going on here in the gospel is not precisely the same thing that most of us mean when we talk about doubt, especially in the sort of in the age of the new atheists. I think, I think the mental process here is a little bit different than that. I think what, what Thomas is undergoing um, is a crisis of will, right? He can't make sense of what's happening ar- around him and so he doesn't know what he's supposed to believe and I think that's something slightly different than is what's happening. Um, I, think, I think the way we use the word doubt has probably changed a lot. So I'm not sure that doubting Thomas is quite the right, quite the right way to look at the guy anymore. I think it might be more like confused Thomas <laughs> or wondering Thomas okay. or Adam Thomas but
2: but at the same time, Thomas represent the human being, especially under these current circumstances of pandemia, that what happened with the vaccine? What happened with the resolution when we right. can react to the world? So many of us have been acting like Thomas in this context, correct?
0: So he's he's bridling against um his inability to control the situation, which is which is what we're all doing, right? It, we, we, we don't like being made to stay at home, we don't like Having our wages cut, we don't like all the things that are happening to us, right? And th- and that is a very human thing to do, and it's a it, it's a very helpful thing to do. I think uh, uh, the distinction I was trying to make before, though, I think is maybe even more important now than usual, right? In that I'm having people, I'm sure you are too, who are saying, "Father, this is really challenging my faith." I'm, I'm oh, right. Uh, that may, may be true for some people. I don't think that it's challenging most people's faith, and that like they're not sure if the creed's real or something like that, right? I, I think what it's doing is 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 it's they're struggling to make sense of what's happening around them in light of the things that they already profess to believe, and those absolutely. aren't exactly the same thing, right?
2: Absolutely, absolutely, Father. Uh, just um, between parentheses, uh, why we offer peace during the celebration of the of, of the Holy Eucharist when the priest invites us, "The peace of the Lord be with all of you," and then we can sign of peace share our peace how represent this peace for the people at the mass
0: so the the sign of peace at mass is probably one of the most misunderstood ritual actions that we've got and okay. it's because when okay. they revised the mass they didn't it was not introduced in a very helpful way uh, the the reason that the sign of peace exists where it does in our mass in the western rite so right before holy communion is it has nothing to do with the Lord's admonition, um, you know, if you have a problem with your brother and you go to make your gift at the altar, go make peace with your brother. It's not that thing. Many Protestant communities have a sign of peace there. There are some Eastern churches that have the sign of peace there, but it's not been the practice of the Latin rite of church to do that for at least 1,500 years. And the reason is the focus on the peace there in the where we do it is that it's Christ who brings peace. So it's Go after ask. the consecration. Okay, it's, okay. It's when the Eucharistic Lord is present on the altar. That's it's it's also why the sign of peace in other liturgical celebrations can sometimes be confusing, right? Because it means different things in different contexts. But, but
2: pieces,
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. So 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 the idea here is that the priest is p- passing the peace from the Eucharistic Lord to. To the other ministers and therefore to all the people. In the old days, right, the priest would give the peace to the deacon, the deacon to the subdeacon, and then the subdeacon would come down, and it would be sort of passed through the through the assembly. Um, and uh, that obviously that hasn't been the case for many centuries, right? But that, that's what the idea was: was that was that the Lord was bringing peace, and it was the Lord's peace, which was the best preparation for sacramental communion, which is why yes. it sits where it does. But but the but because of the way that we kind of reintroduced it, and because there was so much focus on the assembly at the time that this was being done. Everybody thought it was about palling around with your neighbor, which which is a good thing to do, just probably not right then.
2: Correct. Right. Father, but at the same time, the celebrant, it's a mandatory to go down and sign peace with a congregation? Nope. No. 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 I mean, No. <laughs> Because nope. many priests, in terms to socialize, to be more open to the celebration, uh, have been doing that. And I don't feel <laughs> that this is my role at that moment, you know? We, we have the, the divine presence at the altar.
0: Right, right. It's, 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 it's a redundant action because the priest has already exchanged the peace with everyone. But, you know, I think, I think the real lesson here is not what to do at Mass. It's not about a liturgical nicety. It is rather, you know, the, it's the peace of Christ, which is the greatest gift of mercy which we all need most right now, and and, and that alone is what will bring life and healing to the world.
2: Perfect. So very, very fruitful explanation, Father PJ. Really, we appreciate your presence and our program. And before to end, please give us your Easter blessing to move forward.
0: The peace of the risen Christ, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of Christ Jesus, our Lord, and the Almighty God bless you. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
2: Be not afraid. Jesus Christ is risen, is alive. Happy Easter again. Iowa Catholic Radio.
0: Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid
1: in Spanish. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists and Dream Dirt, farm real estate
0: and auction services.